Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hello, I'm Tony Hendra. Welcome to the 202nd episode of the Final Edition Radio Hour. We have a regular fruitcake of a show for you this week, full of seasonal goodies like an elf who's always felt like a reindeer inside, transitioning from two legs to four, and running into some familiar problems when it comes to taking an elf reindeer dump. It's packed with assorted nuts of all political national stripes, particularly those at home and abroad, whom our media insists on calling populists, when it's quite clear they're anything but, like those Italian trolls who, in the wake of Prime Minister Rienzi's referendum defeat this week, vowed to eradicate Juden and avenge the death of Il Duce. What we've managed to avoid is almost any mention of President-elect Trump, our very own Il Douche. We've come to the conclusion that using satire on him is sort of like using an F-15 to unclog your toilet. Speaking of warplanes, we also haven't quite got around to absorbing the junta of retired military lunatics who comprise the core of Il Douche's cabinet, except to wonder why even he would think a country of 310 million people can be run by generals of a military that hasn't won a war in 70 years. And aside from that, we've got Christmas carols, we've got ads for Jared's jewellery, we've got BMWs, and so much more. So sit back, let your BMW seatbelts fasten themselves, and away we go with our holly jolly good golly Miss Molly pre-pre-Christmas edition of the Final Edition Radio Hour. It's that magical time of year again for the War on Christmas. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? I've been to the front line, and it's a ho-ho-holocaust. When I came back from the War on Christmas, there were no parades. There was a parade for the War on Thanksgiving. It's time to put the mass killings back into Christmas killings. Everyone talks about the War on Christmas, but what about the War on Hanukkah? Christmas one. If we hadn't had a war on Christmas, we'd all be speaking Aramaic today. I love the smell of eggnog in the morning. Doesn't smell like victory, though. No, it doesn't. No, it's it's defeat. It smells like it vodka, smells, but I like but it. I like it. You know how much money we spend on the war on Christmas? How about some of that money on the war on education? Bisa, what are you getting people for Christmas? I'm giving them the gift of friendship. Can I exchange Mike's friendship for a bigger one? My war on Christmas will never end. Because Christmas killed my mom. Well, I've been thinking about this 
about what I'm going to get you guys for Christmas. Sure. Hagadas. Yep. We are we are starting Passover early, guys. And it was on that fateful December evening that the final edition won the war on Christmas for the Jews. Ladies and gentlemen of the Fourth Estate, we give you President-Erect Donald Trump's Chief White House Strategist, Steve Bannon! I must apologize. I'm getting over a cold. I want America to know I take this opportunity very seriously. I'm already on season three of The West Wing. I'm keeping a special eye on John Spencer's portrayal of Leo McGarry. I'm even practicing dialogue from the show. For example, Mr. President, I don't think that's the best course of action. Good, right? I'm also taking prescribed medications, much like uh, Leo's character. You're all doomed! <clears throat> Excuse me. I want America to know I'm not the racist, anti-Semitic, white nationalist the mainstream media is trying to make you think I am. <laughs> it's true. I am a nationalist. I just happen to be white. So yes, I'm a white nationalist. But I'm not. I would never be something that I am. Though I'm both. Maybe if I did my speeches in blackface, they wouldn't call me a white nationalist so much. I hate blacks and Jews. My number one concern in this administration will be getting the Stargate working again. Baron broke it while being autistic on it. Without the Stargate, we can't travel in between dimensions. That's really important for this administration's policies to all work out. Secondly, Sarah Palin will be made Queen Princess of all the land, and you'll have to watch my film be undefeated on a continuous loop until Trump's presidency ends. The next point's really important. The administration will be changing the name of the Affordable Care Act from Obamacare to go die in a corner. The main changes will be instead of, you know, health insurance, you get McDonald's coupons. Who doesn't love McDonald's? I'll also be making all my decisions via my six demon bag, a most powerful bag made of evil spirits. Lastly, each American will now get a government-issued Donald Trump haircut. People say I'm misunderestimating my job. Some say that's not a word. I don't do math. Math is for Wiccans. I bet you're all Wiccans and mathematicians, you media folk. Go on. Do your math. See how good it does you. If you have any questions, <coughs> don't fuck yourself. Stand up and be counted. Show the world that you're a man. Stand up and be counted. Go with the cute bucks plan. We are a sacred brotherhood who love our country too. Since the election of Donald Trump, a number of states in the South, such as Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee, amongst others, have been swept by devastating fires, which many firefighters likened to hellfire. Since all these states are also very religious, there's been speculation about this widespread hellfire being retribution from God for some terrible recent sinfulness by Southerners, like attending a same-sex marriage or vaccinating their children. The final edition tried to reach God to confirm this, but he or she did not respond to our messages. We did, however, get contacted by Planet Earth, who has worked closely with God. Good evening, the planet. Hey, what can I do for you? More than I already do. We're trying to reach God. Listen, 
There is no God, okay? No one out here but us planets. Why were you trying to reach this imaginary friend? Well, down here in the American South... Know it well. One of my nastier little backwaters. There's been a lot of speculation that the wildfires burning here for most of November were God waxing wrath with the South for some terrible sinfulness. You know, divine retribution. Like I said, the God stuff is total bullshit. But I wax wrath with your species all the time. And you're standing on me right now. Empirical evidence that I exist. That ought to be way scarier than some old homeless guy in the sky. You mean these wildfires were retribution for some terrible sinfulness? Absolutely. It's me who tramples out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Me who looses the fateful lightning of my terrible swift sword. Whenever anyone tries to fuck me up. Wow. Who? Anyone dumb enough to believe that some nice harmless Jew who died 2,000 years ago has given me to them to do with as they please, and is therefore dumb enough to vote for that climate change-denying, nuke-toting, earth-rapist Donald Trump. Wow. Well, what about all the other states who voted for him? Woo-hoo-hoo! Don't get me started. Indiana? Oh boy. But that's for me to know, and for you to shit yourself silly worrying about. Bye now! Check out the Okefenokee Swamp and my sweet little mutating Zika virus. Catching up with me, Meebla! Heading to the little elf's room! You can't use the little elf's room anymore. You're becoming a reindeer, remember? Deebla! I've used the little elf's room my whole life! And I'm still working in Santa's workshop. I don't know where else I'd go to relieve myself. Uh, the deer, John? Oh, but that's all the way outside! And the little elf's room is right here! And we have a ton of presents to make before Christmas. Well, then you'd better hurry. Hey, Dancer and Prancer! How go the reindeer games? Frankly, it's kind of boring that no one ever wins or loses. Christmas spirit, my ass. You bring us some Christmas cookies? I just came to use the Dear John. Uh, you can't use the Dear John. <laughs> Blitzer is, uh, blitzing in there again, huh? Uh, Liebler? I go by Lancer now. I can't imagine the elves like the sound of that. Meebler and Diebler and Lancer? I'm transitioning to Reindeer, so it'll be Dancer and Prancer and Lancer. Liebler, you can't use the deer, John, because we don't know what you're going to do in there. Guys, I'm just going to do what everyone else does in the John. Relieve myself. But there's nowhere for you to sit down. I'm getting used to doing it standing up. 
I've been practicing. But the Dear John is only for pooping candy, and everyone knows elves poop Christmas cookies. Come on, guys! You know I've always been more like reindeer than elves. I'm not afraid of heights. I could care less about fashion, and I much prefer eating off the ground. Well, you were born an elf, so you shouldn't feel that way. That's just queer. Only because my outsides never matched my insides. But soon they will. Dude, that's great. We're really happy for you. But just because you were born feeling like someone who shits candy doesn't mean you'll actually shit candy. You care more about my shit than about me? It's not just about your shit. We also care about our shit. We have to use the Dear John, too. Guys! You gotta understand, Christmas candy is on the line. We can't take a chance. Come on! I really have to go! You can't promise you'll shit candy, can you? The elves won't let me use the little elf's room! See? We're not being mean. They agree. You're just different. Everybody's different! Rudolph has a red nose! Whoa! He has a disease. What you are is unnatural. Glad that you got that. Out of the way! I need the little elf room! Whoa! We went over this. No, uh, no, uh, no, no, uh, uh, not ever. But I really gotta go! room would have been bad. If shitting in the deer jaw would have been bad. Wait till Santa gets a load of that. Ho, ho, ho! What's going on out here? Santa, I'm sorry, and I'll understand if you fire me. I had an emergency situation, and I shat in your sack. Oh? Hmm. Cake with candied fruit. Mmm! It's good! It won't crumble like cookies! It won't promote cavities like candy! This can go in everyone's stocking! <laughs> and that, my friends, is the origin of Christmas stockings being stuffed with fruitcake. Oh, damn it, I broke a tooth! It should be noted it's much, much better fresh. Welcome back to the final edition radio hour. What's that outside? Oh, honey, it's carolers. How sweet. Hey, you guys. Merry Christmas. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. And a cup of good cheer. Can I get you some eggnog? For we all like figgy pudding. For we all like figgy pudding. For we all like figgy pudding. So bring some out here. <laughs> I get it. Well, we don't have any figgy pudding, but 
I can offer you. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. Okay, you like figgy pudding. <laughs> we don't even know what that is. We'll kill your dog if we don't get some. We'll kill your dog if we don't get some. We'll kill your dog if we don't get some. So better get it for us, bitch. Whoa, you'll kill our dog. Look, you're out of line here. Bitch, you're gonna die. Bitch, you're gonna die. Bitch, you're gonna die. Unless we see some fucking pudding. Jeff, I'm frightened. What's happening? You people be on your way, or I'm gonna call the police. Cops ain't gonna help you. Cops ain't gonna help you. Cops ain't gonna help you Hand over some or die! How many times has this happened to you? You're threatened by carolers demanding a British dish from the 17th century. Christmas is supposed to be a time of togetherness. Who the fuck are you, boys? Who the fuck are you, boys? Who the fuck are you, boys? You got any figgy pudding? Look, I, I, don't, I don't want any trouble. I'm out of here. Good tidings we bring. Good tidings we bring. Good tidings we bring. But only if we see some motherfucking figgy. Get out that, people! And a happy new year! Oh, Donald, why are you taking me from lying on the sofas with a headache to our not gold-plated private rooftop garden? You know I don't like flowers because they outshine me in beauty and emotion. Relax, Melania. My love. My number four, lady. Four? I thought I was the third. Ivanka is... Never mind that, my tremendous beauty. I have a surprise for you. Oh, Donald, a surprise. I love them, but I just had my eye sockets narrowed, so don't make me open too wide. Don't worry, Melania. You'll be able to see this shine even through a blindfold made by the craftiest Jinaman. Oh, Donald, why are you getting on one knee? Maybe I dropped something, Melania, or maybe you're the one on a knee. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, Donald! You are holding up a little felt box. Could this be? Yes, Melania. It's a list of policy positions that benefit our family from now until many years after we've left office, whether by choice or by force. He went to Jared. He went to Jared. He went to Jared. He went to Jared. Oh, my God. He went to Jared. Oh, Donald's. When you need to show your love for media intimidation, financial influence, nepotism, and the son of a fellow dirty convict who gets to put his thing where you want to put yours, there's only one choice. Jared Kushner. Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry. Jewelry. Jewelry? Wait, no, it says jewelry. Huh. 
Mr. Ryerson? Yes. Your mother's body is over here. Thank you. As you requested, I'll be leaving you alone with the coffin for some quiet reflection. If you need anything at all, just ask. Thank you, I'm fine. Do you want to buy a lottery ticket? What? It's a courtesy we offer all of the bereaved. You can play scratch-off lottery while mourning your loved one. Uh, No, no, thank you. Are you sure? You can't win if you don't play. No, thank you. I'm fine. Okay, well, if you need me, I'm Terry, the funeral director. That's my assistant, Kevin, and this is Mark. Hi. Mark is going to try and sell you a timeshare. How are you doing today? Uh, not good, actually. My mother died very suddenly while getting out of the shower. Mm, I see. You know you can save up to 70% on future vacation rentals? I'm not interested in the timeshare, thank you. And by purchasing only the time you need, you can afford a much higher level of luxury than if you were purchasing the whole ownership. Uh, hang on a sec. Uh, Terry? Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question. The TV screen on the casket... Playing Jimmy Fallon clips. Right. Is there any way to turn down the volume? We have no way of controlling that. How about the Florida timeshare? I mean, you don't want to be there all year, right? I'm just going to view my mother's body and get out of here if you don't mind. You're right. I prefer the vacation club package myself. It gets you a variety of timeshares throughout the year. Uh, Terry? My mother's body isn't in here. Uh-huh. The casket's just filled with Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. They're $40 each. I don't want one. They're $45 each. Okay, now I actually kind of want one. What size? Where's my mother's body? That's not the sort of thing we usually keep track of here. Because I always thought the whole point of a funeral was to send off the body. Really? Yeah. I don't know, I'm Greek Orthodox. Maybe we're the only ones. Ah, so timeshare in Greece. Good choice. I think you're avoiding the real issue here. Am I? I see it all the time in the funeral business. People don't really know how to handle their grief. You've got to get up and face the real issue. What's the real issue? The t-shirt. How many do you want? The t-shirt? It's the only way you're going to get past this difficult time. I'll take one. One? Actually, five. I'll get them for the family. No, wait. Mom's dead. Four. Wow, awesome. And you actually met Beyonce. Yeah, but I didn't know it was her. Oh my gosh. Have you ever paid someone to shit on your chest? No, but I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Awesome. Good afternoon, sir. Need any help today? Uh, yes. I'm in the market for a new car. Anything in particular you're interested in? Not completely sure, but... Something new. Great, great. Well, we have the new 2017 Ford Focus, great mileage, and a great APR. Mm, that's okay, but I'm looking for something a bit different. Sure, sure. Uh, well, maybe tell me a bit about yourself so I can find the right vehicle to fit your personality. Okay, well, first and foremost, I'm a shitbag. Oh. Like, if you look up shitbag in the dictionary, there will just be a picture of a bookstore where you can purchase an entire book about shitbags. That of which only features me. Okay, then you need to drive a BMW. A BMW, you say? Yes, people who drive BMWs are the biggest shitbags of all. Mm, well, then that's perfect for me. Let me ask you, on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the most and 1 being never, how often do you use a turn signal? Negative mm, 7. I don't even know what a turn signal is. Yep, a real shitbag. <laughs> that's me! So why else would a BMW be ideal for a complete shitbag such as myself? Do you like to cut across lanes of traffic without any consideration of fellow drivers? Wait. Other people on the road when I drive? (laughs) 
I thought I was the only one. A BMW is marvelous for you then. And if you own a BMW, parking spaces don't apply to you anymore. You can park however you want, even if you take up multiple spots. <laughs> I already do that. You see, I'm a shitbag. Yes, you are. And owning this BMW will only solidify that even more. Great. I can't wait to bring it home to show my family. Family? Really? No. <laughs> I'm a shitbag. I don't have a family. Or even friends, for that matter. All I have is myself and Bluetooth earpiece, which I talk into pretending someone's on the other line. Okay, well then maybe... Well, and I lie awake at night thinking about how my life peaked in high school, but here I am now, a complete and utter shitbag. Well, I'll just... And maybe it'll get better if there was one less shitbag on the earth. But then I remember I don't actually care about anyone but myself. Because remember, I'm a shitbag. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Everybody who works here not only drives a BMW, but are also the biggest bunch of shitbags you'll ever meet. Isn't that right, shitbags? Shitbags! What do we drive? BMWs! Because only shitbags drive BMWs, and everyone who drives a BMW is a shitbag too. Shitbag, 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 shitbag. <laughs> but seriously, I wish we had some friends. And so, if you're a shitbag, head on down to your local BMW dealership and get on the road as soon as possible. Because if there's anything this country needs this Christmas, it's more shitbag drivers just like you. Good evening. George Stephanopoulos here. Welcome back to more of The Same. The Same analyzes a burning issue of the day with a guest whose expertise is that issue. Together we arrive at informative conclusions that allow you a restful night's sleep. My guests tonight are Professor Angus Torr, lecturer in modern European history at the American University in Washington, and O. Joe Blow, a poorly educated white person, whom my producers feel the current political environment demands, to provide them, uh, you know, balance. Gentlemen, welcome back. Our focus this evening has been the rise of populism in the U.S. and elsewhere across the globe. Professor Torr, populism, why is it happening now? Well, the populism which swept Donald Trump into the White House has stark parallels in Europe. Aside from Brexit, populism has been erupting in core European countries like France, Austria and Germany, and now in Italy, birthplace of fascism. This is the winter of our discontent, as Shakespeare's Richard III puts it. Yes, except, of course, it's their discontent. Is that supposed to be me? <laughs> it does if you think it does, Joe. It doesn't. I'm a real populist. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> so, Professor, how do we contain our control populism if it needs to be contained? Stop or calling we... it populism! No, let me repeat that. How do we control populism if that's... Well, how do we... You want to know what populism say, is? If that's what it takes to offset all the... My personal preference would be a lot more dialogue with populists to understand... Populism, from the Latin populus, meaning the people, is when people rise up 
against the exploitation and oppression of a common class enemy. The root causes of this tremendous anger and alienation so that... Brexiters and all the other Europeans who suck Trump's ass are not fucking populists. Joe, we are happy to have your point of view on the same, but since this is clearly not your area of expertise, whatever that might be, plumbing, construction... They're fucking ultra-far-right nationalists! Moderate your language, Joe, and allow our viewers to hear Professor Tor's take on this issue. Ultra-far-right nationalists and murderous mad dog xenophobes! Joe? Mr. Blow to you. Okay, Mr. Blow... I will defend to the death your right to voice your views in any forum. Why are you calling xenophobic ultra-right nationalists populists? Populists make them sound okay, normal, acceptable, just like you did with Trump. But right now, the professor and I are having a useful, hopefully informative discussion. Professor. Perhaps you'd explain to viewers and Mr. Blow why these movements are populist rather than... The last time you people made ultra-nationalism sound normal, we ended up with World War II and 70 million dead. Christ, here we go with Godwin's Law again. What would poorly educated white men do without Hitler? It's the thirties all over again. Massive depression caused by Wall Street and the banks. Professor, Tens of millions help of unemployed demagogues well selling genocide. People like us gotta tell workers. it like it is to these ignorant bozos. Joe's asking the right questions. Why is it called populism when it's ultranationalism? We didn't call it populism in the fucking Balkans. We bombed the shit out of them. Do you understand that, George? Why don't you take your stupid media heads out of your asses? We're out of time. I do apologize for my outburst. Sleep well, America. We will be back right after this. Thank you so much. Hey, we're back now. It's time for some more of the Final Edition Radio Hour. Very good. Hey, this is all I have, Tony. This is all I have in life. This is it. We're drinking. You listen to the show. We're going for a drink. When you screw up at your job, you get fired. But when some 9-11 scale freakout happens under Donald J. Trump, He'll just use it to get more power. So what the hell? Let's guess what it's gonna be. Join us for Trumped Up, the final edition contest where you guess what kind of disaster will inevitably happen under President Donald J. Trump. Go to facebook.com forward slash final edition Trumped Up or look up Trumped Up on Facebook and tell us what the tragedy will be, where it'll happen, when it'll happen, and add your own details. For example, tell us the pissy remarks Trump is going to tweet right after thousands of people die during his watch. Critics are blaming me for a deadly gas attack. It's very unfair. Liberals resist martial law. Sad. Vladimir Putin should poison my critics. LOL. I'm kidding. Not kidding. I'm not a fan of the victims that die. I prefer the ones that don't die. Guess it right, and you can say I told you so. Prizes may include a first aid kit, water purification tablets, and the chance to appear on the final edition radio hour if you consider that a prize. So go to facebook.com forward slash final edition trumped up or look up trumped up on Facebook. 
Because you know, it's gonna fucking happen. Hello, everyone, and thanks for jumping onto the conference call today. Please state your name and your position in the company. Hello, I'm Mark Swelter, head of marketing here at SquareCo Inc. This is Teresa DeVizio, accounting operations manager. Great, and I'm Rita Burkel, chief communications officer. Hi, everyone. So I wanted to keep this fairly brief today and just go over a few of the goals for the summit coming up this month. Hello? Can anyone hear me? Um, yes. Hi, please introduce yourself. Great. Someone's there. My name is John Connor, leader of the resistance against Skynet. I'm from the year 2027, where Skynet has taken over all communications between humans. I intercepted this radio signal from the future to warn you before it's too late. Okay, that must be an intern. Anyway, we have the cabin booked for three nights in Big Bear for the entire company. And Did you not hear me? Skynet has destroyed human freedoms. And the only way to stop them is to shut them down before they get too strong. Look, if you have an issue at your branch, just bring it up to your regional manager. This is not the time or place for complaints. It's for the future of humanity. Skynet. Okay, what's this Skynet thing you keep talking about? Skynet started as a program instituted by the NSA that analyzed communications data to find possible terror suspects. But what it really did was spy on every American in the country. How do they spy on us? Skynet actually sounds like it's keeping us safe. They access all of your phone, text messages, and internet browsing records by hacking into your device. Um, that sounds a bit too ridiculous to be true. Anyway, when everyone first arrives at the cabin, we're going to do a few icebreaker games. Does anyone have any suggestions? I'm a big fan of trust falls. Oh, what about belly button balloon break? (laughs) What's that? Two people have to pop a balloon placed between their two bellies. Fun! I'm writing that one down. Excuse me! The future of America depends on you! We cannot allow the NSA to spy on us. The program eventually assumes all humans are suspected terrorists. It has to be shut down before it becomes self-aware. Look, John... We're talking about icebreaker games, and if you don't have anything to add, I'm going to have to ask you to exit the call. It took the Resistance years to be able to intercept signals from the past. And now that we've finally gotten through, you aren't going to even listen to our warnings? Okay, okay. If you're really from the future, then who wins the World Series in your year? There is no World Series. There's nothing. Skynet has almost made all of humanity extinct. Yeah, right. Baseball is an American pastime. There's no way it would not exist. Hey, what if we play baseball at the summit? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love baseball? (laughs) Writing it down. Okay, okay. I got one. How about a game that, I don't know, in Everyone throws their SIM cards into a big trash bag and throws the bag onto a fire. Then march to Washington, D.C. and protest the government spying on good, tax-paying American citizens? That doesn't sound like much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just don't really think... Uh, Hi, I'm Agent Garrison of the NSA. Uh, Could you please not all talk at the same time? Uh, it's hard to trace your individual calls when you do that. Oh, all right, so guys. Sorry. So sorry, Thanks guys. so much, and we're always listening. Are your desires unattainable? Not sure how to tell that special family member exactly how much you love them? Incestry.com brings families together like no other online site in the world. At Incestry.com, we have exactly what you need to satiate your unique depravity. For over 15 years, we've been providing millions of families in need. Just listen to our testimonials from real Incestry.com users. I've longed for physical relations with my grandfather. He's just so adorable. 
I don't know how to tell him, though. So I did some research, found Ancestry.com, and my life hasn't been the same since. Ancestry.com immediately set me up with a customer service agent who contacted my daughter. Wouldn't you know it, she's into me too. We had dinner, and now I fuck her all the time. Do you want to sleep with your mom? Maybe you want to show your sister just how much you really love her, but you don't know how to do it. Maybe you have a niece who you just can't get out of your mind. Let Ancestry.com help. Take it from our president and CEO, Bartholomew Oedipus Rexes. Nothing shows customers' results better than results. Our studies show that 80% of our customers find a match in their family within 7 days, 20% of the time. Ancestry.com also now has a process that through a blood test can show you ancestors you might have wanted carnal knowledge of. Come to Ancestry.com, where family is family. This next one goes out to Hannah for her 16th birthday. One, two, three, four! A beautiful party, Dan. I can't believe little Hannah is 16. The big one, six. Yeah, I feel like I was just teaching her to walk just yesterday. Now these kids are starting to date. Sure, sure. Hey, you hear about that Arbuckle girl at school? Shame. Pregnant at 16. <coughs> oh, little Jody? Ah, oh, her parents must be broken up about it. When Hannah starts bringing boys over, I'm going to do like my old man did with my sisters. Sit quietly in the den, clean my rifle, and say, I don't mind going back to prison. Oh, come on, Dan. Boys today see right through that nonsense. Besides, they can't help the little hormones. I bought my little Lisa a golf club membership and a U-Haul card. I'm just hoping she's gay. If she brings home a girl, at least she won't get pregnant. Hey, Dan, Rick. Katie. Lady Catherine. Beautiful party. The girls are growing up so fast. What are you two going on about? Well, we were talking about scaring boys so they don't get our daughters pregnant. Ricky here just suggested I brainwash my daughter into thinking she's gay. (laughs) Well, you know, I am both a lesbian and the mother of a 16-year-old girl. Yep, we both know that. Oh, we're all close friends. That's common knowledge. And speaking as such, you know, we as women can biologically still get pregnant even when we les. (laughs) So now here's my plan. When my Sarah starts to date, I'm going to take my own softball bat and just rough her up a little bit. You're going to commit violence against your daughter? Well, you know, not enough to hurt her. Just to ugly her up a bit. Just to keep the boys away. Huh. Oh, Steve, fellas. Lady fellas. Beautiful party. What are you old jokers going on about? Well, we were just talking about Jody Arbuckle. You know she's pregnant. Yeah, I heard. Rick thinks he can brainwash his daughter, clockwork orange style, into becoming gay. And Katie suggested she might physically assault her daughter so boys don't find her attractive. Well, that's a little crazy, don't you think? Yes, actually, I do think that. Ugly girls get pregnant all the time, possibly more often than pretty girls. Now... You all know I am principal of the school that all our daughters attend. Yep, we all know that. We're close friends. That's common knowledge. That is not new information to any of us. Well, what I've begun doing, and this is just a pilot program, mind you, I've been slipping pills into the school lunches that are the same pills they use to chemically castrate sex offenders. Oh, Okay, well, this has been an educational evening for sure. I just found out that three of my closest friends are sociopathic monsters. Oh, yeah? 
Which three? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you'll excuse me, I have to report all of you to Child Protective Services. Oh, come on. We're close friends. That's common knowledge. So you're just going to fry their balls right there in the sack, huh? I'm okay with that. No, I still think I'm going to rough up my daughter. Oh, sure. That's just being a good parent. I like to watch John Glenn, the first American human to orbit Earth, died this week. In his honor, we present some of the highlights of the final edition Radio Hour's coverage of space affairs down the years. And now, the continuing adventures of Captain Bobo, Space Bear. Today's episode, number 23, Be All My Sins Remembered. Captain Bobo, I'm picking up several ships approaching at high speed. Should we take evasive action? (laughs) Yes, sir. Ensign Lars, hard to port. There's too many of them, Lieutenant. They already have us surrounded. Damn, she's right. What are your orders, Captain Bobo? Salmon? There's no time for that. They're readying weapons. Should we return fire? We're being hailed. All right, put it through, communications guy. Ah, Captain Bobo. We meet again at last. Emperor Gorbless. Quiet, lapdog. I'm speaking to your master. Captain Bobo, you are surrounded. Prepare to surrender. (laughs) Ah, defiance. Very well. My soldiers need target practice. Your surviving crew will become slaves of the Tablecloth Empire. The Tablecloth Empire? Shut up! I know what it means in your language. In my language, it's very impressive. (laughs) Big words, but I hear the fear in your voice, Captain Bobo. Now, say whatever your culture's equivalent of prayers are. We call them prayers. Silence! Now, my slave children, open fire! Is this the grisly end of Captain Bobo? Will the fearless crew escape Emperor Gorbless's steel trap of death? Or will they be forced to bear the yoke of slavery? Find out next week on The Adventures of Captain Bobo Space Bear! Hello, gorgeous. Fly you to the moon? I'm Richard Branson. That's Sir Richard to you. Welcome to Virgin's fab new interplanetary rocket line, Virgin Spacetime. Yes, duckies, Virgin Spacetime can now fly you to the moon. And I don't mean on gossamer wings. Fly in an obscenely luxurious ruling class stateroom. Feast on endangered species from doomed planet Earth. Mm-hmm. You gastronaut, you. Have gravity-free sex with one or more of our cool white moon goddesses. Nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. Virgin Space Time, making space available for everyone who's anyone. A legendary film classic is rebooted for our current political climate. When Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Space Shuttle mistakenly travels thousands of years into the future... One passenger, played by Charlie Sheen, discovers he's on Planet of the Libs. What's going on here? This can't be. A whole society that gives out 
Entitlements? This is the one I was telling you about. Look, he can talk. I don't believe it. You know conservatives can't talk. Who are you people? Zira? Oh, he's just mimicking. Right-wingers can do that, you know? They can't think. Hey, I'm not a right-winger. How can he answer you if he's just mimicking? I'm not a conservative. I'm a drug-addicted celebrity. They're the worst kind. Are you two sisters? I should say not. We're married? Of course. Why didn't I realize? Wow, gay marriage turned out to last after all. What's this gay marriage the alien is talking about? I'm just differentiating it from heterosexual marriage. Don't let anyone hear you say that. It's illegal, you know. Here comes Dr. Cruzus. Well, is this the little far-right extremist you were telling me about? I'm telling you he can talk. Now, Cornelia, you know that right-wingers are wild animals. They can't process anything through their primitive brains. Most respected scientists believe they have fecal matter for brains. I'm telling you, this conservative is different. What is going on here? What kind of twisted, healthy society is this? Why, my atavistic moron. This is a society where anyone can get an abortion and where all of us listen to NPR. Do you all watch the newsroom on HBO? No, that would be extra. This can't be a whole planet of liberals. Who interferes with democracy? Who denies global warming? Who replaces Julie Andrews with Carrie Underwood in The Sound of Music? Ah! Now you've gone too far, righty. I'm afraid he's going to lib-otomize you. You mean... Yes, he's shutting down your access to Rush Limbaugh. Not Rush! I mean, I'm not a conservative, but I need to be entertained. Too late. Now come here. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty lib! We'll be right back with the final edition Radio Hour. Pull up your pants, we're back! It's the Final Edition Radio Hour! Hello, I'm Stanley Sherman. And I'm his wife, Rita Sherman. We're the people in the car ahead of you in traffic. The white SUV. And we're here to encourage you to subscribe to the Final Edition podcast. We are very interested in things. We appreciate a show that takes time to examine the issues. It makes us more informed voters. Whether to go to the right or go to the left or go straight or stop and consider our options. Well, the light is green up ahead, so we better slow down. This will take all my concentration. Be careful, Stan. I know. The Final Edition Podcast. We have one. John Lennon was assassinated 36 years ago this week. It has become a Final Edition Radio Hour tradition to play this heart-rending What Would Have Happened If John Had Not Died piece from 2012 in his honor.
Welcome once again to the Final Edition Radio Hour's Parallel Universe Theater. Tonight, Happiness is a Warm Gun, narrated by Walter Cronkite. The date, December 8th, 2012. The place, West 72nd Street, outside the legendary Dakota in New York's Tony Upper West Side. The time, early evening. It's cold, and people are hurrying home from work, anxious to be inside and warm. The Dakota's doorman, Ernie, huddles over the space heater in his little gatehouse, hoping the residents won't be needing too many cabs tonight. What the fuck? Fuck this fucking gate! It's John Lennon. Long recovered from the minor flesh wound inflicted by deranged fan Mark David Chapman, coming down from the vast apartment in the Dakota he's lived in for more than 40 years. Lennon is stooped, obese, balding, the few remaining strands of his once iconic hair pulled back in a stringy, greasy ponytail. Honey! Honey! Yes, Mr. Lennon? You got a gun? No, Mr. Lennon. Fuck! Hey, you! Got a gun? No, I do not have a gun. Get away from me. Everyone in New York's got a gun, don't they? Come on! You gotta have a gun! Let go of me! Crazy person! Hasn't anyone got a gun? Where's fucking Chapman when you need him? Hey, pal. I got a carry permit. Ruger 30 yacht. You in danger? You need assist? Hey, aren't you John Lennon? And the short, fat, balding rock legend sinks to his knees, arms outstretched. Shoot me, man. For Christ's fucking sake. I can't take it anymore. 40 years of that fucking anime schoolgirl voice. Those fucking stupid fucking shades. She sleeps in those fuckers. Now she's doing fucking fashion for men. At 80 fucking years old. Look at these pants she makes me wear. Ooh, is that a big cartoon hand on the crotch? At your age? Gross. So kill me. Shoot me dead. Right here in the air. I'm begging you. Sorry, John. No can do. You're my favorite beetle. Oh, God, no, no. Come back. No, no. Come on, Mr. Lennon, sir. Back upstairs where we belong, okay? No more scenes where Mrs. Ono will be on my tail, okay? There we go. Jesus. Every fucking year. This has been another episode of the Final Edition Radio Hour's Parallel Universe Theater. Next week, Hitchens in Heaven, the first year of celebrated British atheist Christopher Hitchens' afterlife. I know nobody can do me no harm.
dancing, I always did. Wiggling his ass, you know, it's just a lot of bullshit. And where does he come off saying all those tarty things about the Beatles? When every fucking thing we ever did, we tried to copy, and you know, we even wrote his second fucking record for another stones on in the same fucking class as the Beatles. I the music wise or power wise, they never ever were. That's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Eddie Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour. 
Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.